Welcome back to the Nullify Take, where I've got the TNT takes for you on Australian Survivor Blood versus Water episode 12. Um, I've just finished the episode, and before we get into these five takeaways for this episode, I just would like to thank everybody that continues to like the videos, continues to comment on it. We've just hit 200 subscribers. I'm so excited about it. Um, this channel is going to continue to grow because it shows me that there is some support for this and that you guys are enjoying what I'm providing at the moment. And don't expect it to always be in this format. It's I'm going to continue to work on it. I'm going to continue to try and improve what I'm putting out there. Um, but for now, now, I do thank you for supporting some of these videos as I make them available um, each time after the episode because, you know, to do it in such quick succession, you don't have too much time to like do any video editing or add names and things on top of it um, to, to make it easier for people to understand or know who I'm talking about because I know that a lot of the Survivor players, um, when you're watching this and especially on a season like Australian Survivor, it can be difficult to remember who is who um, when you look at a video such as this. But let's get into the five takeaways here for this episode episode uh, the first takeaway for me is that the two tribes face off for individual immunity and it's interesting to see this individual immunity take place just before the merge here it basically means that we are now done with the team competitions you don't need to keep the strong alpha males or the strong females in the game because your tribe no longer needs to win anything um, and what was interesting here is that we kind of see very early on who the contenders are going to be for the merge and especially if you think about Australian Survivor at the end of each Australian Survivor season just like in the US where you get a fire challenge to get into the finale and to go to final tribal council with Australian Survivor you normally get an endurance challenge just before final tribal council so if I was a player and I knew this about Australian Survivor and I saw all of these different players that did well they would be the first players that I would want to target if possible so people like Geordie, Shay, Sam and Khan they would be very hype in my target list for players that I would not want to see towards the end of this game when it comes to an endurance challenge um, Khan also in this specific immunity uh, challenge makes a deal with Sam which was shocking to see he says he just wants to win this to prove something to himself but he's happy to give up individual immunity to Sam um, and obviously for us that are long diehard fans of the Survivor franchise we know how that worked out for Eric back in the day giving up individual immunity and I was very fearful that um, him giving up that immunity could be the perfect opportunity for them to go and blindside him uh, this episode and Ben obviously he tried to push for that agenda here this episode as well Sam completely collapses um, in this challenge and you know she was fatigued clearly dehydrated doing this challenge out there in the sun and I was very worried for her when that happened um, obviously we just lost Nina could you imagine if we lost another strong female this closely and I mean two players in the same week I would have been devastated to lose Sam at this point and I was so happy when she recovered and she was ready to continue to compete in this season because um, she's been a great addition and I can't wait to see her and Mark and night at the merge to see how that is going to play out i mean the next on survivor was already quite interesting because it looked like even though they're a couple they may have some different ideas as to how they want to run this game number two chrissy is out for blood this episode she was just betrayed crockers voted out and she tries to figure out what the hell went wrong and figures out by talking to sam that Ben was the person who let Sam and Jesse in on the plot to get rid of Jesse. And obviously she says to Sam here, but 
that's crazy because Croc tried to throw his whole game away here for Ben and Ben blindsided him. And um, Sam and Jesse continues to do what they do extremely well. They ride that middle wave. They get out of the way, let other people take the blame. And they're going to get out of this pretty um, scot-free. You know, like uh, Chrissy is not looking directly at them immediately. She wants to take out Ben and she's hyper-focused on taking out Ben in this episode. Um, the one thing I will say about Chrissy is that she at least acknowledges that Ben couldn't have done this on his own. And she knows that Sam and Jesse, two people that she trusts, were definitely a part of this plan. So I think that Chrissy knowing that means that she at some point is going to try and take a stab at that alliance. Or I'm also seeing a potential for Khan to get blindsided down the line and Chrissy to lose a second close alliance member, which will continue to sour her against that group of players that she is trying to work with at this point. It could go either way, but at least she's aware that Sam and Jesse is not fully to be trusted. And I hope she finds her voice and her place in the merch to be able to play her own game um, and go away from them because I don't think that they have got her in that core group of people that they want to work with long-term, especially when the merge comes up and Sam and Mark and Geordie connects, there might not be a place for Chrissy. Mark finds the idol as point number three here in this episode, and he decides to share this with Geordie. Geordie kind of forces this on him because he follows Mark. He's kept that information to himself. I mean, I'm super impressed by that because can you imagine playing this game of Survivor? You've got nothing else to do for most days than just strategize playing the game, um, the immunities, the rewards and things like that. But in between, it must be so difficult to hang on to this information, but he does keep it to himself. He lets Mark know, Mark, I saw you got the clue. Have you found it? And Mark tries to not immediately tell him about the idol because he calls Jesse a loose unit in this specific episode. So for those that are not from Australia or New Zealand, basically means he's a bit of a wild card out there. And I think Mark doesn't know if he could fully trust him, but he does say that Geordie isn't malicious, which is quite ironic because when Geordie talks to us as the audience, he says that Mark just made a huge mistake telling me that I've got the idol, that he's got the idol, because now he's got that information to hang Mark with when he needs it. And Geordie, to me, is more and more looking like a very, very dangerous player. I'm really enjoying what Jesse's doing in the other tribe. I'm enjoying what Geordie's doing in this tribe. I think when they link up, they're going to be a threat to be reckoned with. And if the players around them don't wise up to that very quickly, we're going to see Geordie and Jesse run this game and go very deep this season. So it's going to be interesting because I feel like they will work together, Geordie, Jesse, Sam, potentially Mark, but it's going to be interesting to see when Geordie is going to try and make this move on Mark because Mark, he's going to have to do it when Mark doesn't see it coming. Um, Mark continues to play a big role as well because even at this tribal council, there's a lot of talk about KJ's close to Mark, Mel's close to Mark. What is Mark going to decide to do? You know, the edit continues to let us know Mark is kind of the nucleus of the season, which makes me believe one of two things. He's either going all the way and it's the obvious Haley kind of edit. He's winning it or, you know, because there is definitely, um, you know, different sides that we're seeing to his edit where people are wise to him. Like Geordie is wise to him. He's the only person who's picked things up so far. Um, the other option is that he could be the fallen angel that goes quite far, but then ultimately falls short off the goal. Um, and Sam potentially could go all the way because I do, my spidey senses are telling me it's between these two. Those are the two people that I think have got the best edit at the point at this point, the most consistent edit at least. Um, point number four: both tribes go to tribal council. 
it was interesting at the tribal council ben tries to mix things up he stands up he goes and talks to khan says to khan listen votes are going to get split between you and chrissy you need to play your idol they're going to try and vote you out with your idol because obviously ben very much wants chrissy to be gone at this point but khan does not trust him which shows you how little social capital ben has in the game and I mean, Ben doing that this late, he probably thought this would not give Khan time to scramble. But he, again, he doesn't have that social capital, which is why he made such a bad move getting rid of Croc last episode. I mean, um, I still fail to understand it. And I did not feel this episode. He even articulated it very clearly. Like, yes, he brought up Croc betrayed me because he didn't let me know I was going to cop votes. But Croc still didn't vote for you and Croc still wanted to work with you. So to turn it against him at that point, I, I don't know if that was the smartest move. I mean, in hindsight, it definitely wasn't because he was still out next and you could have worked with Croc a bit longer, longer in this game. It's quite interesting because at these um, specific tribal council, we see that Khan does actually trust Sam. He does give Sam the individual immunity, stays true to his word asks her, should I play my idol? He doesn't play it. And then there's this emotional scene, which Australian Survivor does so well. Um, I really felt it when Khan spoke about the fact that he struggles to make these kind of friends in real life. And he's finding that he's making more real relationships out on a game such as Survivor, which I think ultimately is going to be Khan's downfall. I love Khan as a character. He's one of my two favorites this season, but I'm really, really worried for him because Survivor is not the place to make friends. You can make friends for after the game, but in the game, I would much rather see Khan be that ruthless, cutthroat, strategic player that I thought he was going to be in the beginning of the season. But I think what is happening as time has gone by and he's trusted people and he hasn't played as idol, he is kind of um, calmed down and adapted to the people around him and he feels like he's got a home there and I think ultimately that is what is going to be the reason for him to get voted out and he's not going to see it coming and I think Chrissy's going to get blindsided with Khan when that happens in fact you know looking at the next on Survivor preview you see Mark and Sam talking about the fact that that person's a big player and we should go after them and Sam seems quite upset I wouldn't be surprised if that is Khan that they're trying to target. Number five, a fire challenge to determine who will finally go home. And I wasn't surprised to see this. I was more, you know, I knew something had to come up with having a tribal council with both teams. And initially I thought we were going to see this because um, they were going to send them off to Redemption Rock and then they will come back in the game because if we lose two players at this point, then that means there's got to be like three non-elimination rounds coming up at some point because we have to have non-eliminations in Australian Survivor. So um, I was happy to see the fire challenge come in. I like this more than the non-elimination, for instance, and I like seeing the fire challenge earlier in the season rather than before final tribal council. So it was interesting to see, but I was ready to absolutely come on here and rage about Mel getting zero edit, even up until this episode. And I thought Mel's going home Ben's going to win this thing and, you know, she's going to have no edit. We're not going to know what she was thinking in the game. Um, and, you know, as much as I love Australian Survivor, they have to get more balance with giving us a little bit more from other players in the game. Like I'm hoping we get to see a bit more of Mel and Michelle at the merge. What are they thinking? What do they want to do? in the game and sadly when that happens we probably know that it's going to be because it's their boot episode because i do sadly think mel and michelle are both c players not a players this season so um and that's just based on the edit they could be playing a magnificent game out there that we're not aware of but the edit is not showing that to us so i'm very disappointed by that but i was happy to see ben go 
no hate towards Ben, but I just felt like he did everything he could. Like, I mean, he's not a dirty Harry. He doesn't play well from the bottom. He was never going to get out of it. So I didn't look forward to seeing Ben be Ben, you know, in the merge. I just don't think he would have added much. He would have tried to do some chaos, but I don't think he had the skills to achieve much in this game. So um, the inevitable would have just been prolonged even further. And then we would have gotten a third episode where Ben would be the main person to go, which would have been super boring to see. Uh, that is my main takeaways for this episode. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Let me know in the comments. Put a like on this video. I really appreciate all the support. And please look out for the podcast on Thursday evening. I believe it's going to be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Way from last season. Um, really looking forward to talking to her about this week. And I will catch you guys next time.